0: With 326 episodes made, broadcasting from 1939 to 1950, we bring to you The New Adventures of Sherlock Holmes. Petri Wine brings you... Basil Rathbone and The New Adventures of Sherlock Holmes. The Petri family, the family that took time to bring you good wine invite you to listen to Dr. Watson tell us another exciting adventure he shared with his good friend, that master detective, Sherlock Holmes. And as for me, well, I'd like to ask you if you know that one of the favorite wines of American women is Petri California Muscatel. In fact, the whole family likes Petri Muscatel. And you'll certainly know why if you'll just pour yourself a glass. Why, that Petri Muscatel is wonderful just to look at. It's the color of sheer gold. ...and raise that glass of Petri Muscatel to your lips. Oh, boy, what a wine! Look, did you ever walk through a vineyard early in the morning... ...you know, when the dew is still clinging to the grapes? And did you taste one of those luscious, plump Muscat grapes? Then you'll know what to expect the first time you taste Petri Muscatel. Petri Muscatel brings you that same wonderful Muscat flavor... ...right from the heart of the grape. Try serving Petri Muscatel after dinner by itself... ...or with fruit or nuts... It's the perfect after-dinner wine. And serve it proudly because five letters, P-E-T-R-I, spell the proudest name in the history of American wine. And now I'm sure our good friend Dr. Watson is ready for us. Let's go in and join him. Come in,
1: come in.
0: There you are, Mr. Bartell. Good evening, Doctor. Are you all ready with tonight's new Sherlock Holmes adventure? I'm ready if you are, my boy.
1: How would you like to hear a story that took place in Italy? In Italy?
0: <laughs> Say, you and the great Sherlock Holmes certainly did get around. What took you
1: there, Doctor? We've gone to Rome to investigate the sudden death of Cardinal Tosca. An inquiry,
0: which I may tell you,
1: Mr. Bartell, was carried out by Holmes at the express desire of His Holiness the Pope. Say, Doctor, that sounds like a uh, wonderful... No, no, Mr. Bartell, that's a story that I'm afraid I can never tell you. However, tonight's adventure took place a few days after Holmes had brought his case to a satisfactory, though somewhat terrifying, conclusion. I suggested to the great man that a short holiday would be good for us before returning to England. And so we spent some happy days browsing among the architectural treasures of old Rome. The Coliseum, the Baths of Caracalla, the Forum, the wonderful ruins on the Palatine Hill. I couldn't drag Holmes away from them, Mr. Bartell. And at nighttime, he was able to indulge to his heart's content his great love of music. Finally, it was two nights before we were to sail for England, I remember. We went to the opera house to hear the famous Italian soprano Gina Valchese singing Verdi's Immortal La Traviata. I can hear that exquisite voice now, Mr. Bartell, as Holmes and I, seated in a box, listened spellbound to the great Valchese singing her
2: last act aria.
1: Watson, What a magnificent voice. Yes, it is, Holmes. A pity, though, that most opera stars who sing like nightingales seem to have the figures of unusually well-fed powder pigeons. Poor woman, she must weigh at least 20
3: stone. Nevertheless, you mustn't refer to her as poor, my dear chap. Despite her somewhat unfortunate proportions, Signora Gilda Valchese remains one of the greatest and wealthiest of contemporary sopranos.
1: Listen to the applause.
3: Yes, undoubtedly she'll sing an encore. We might as well go back to her dressing room now. The opera's almost over. Why are we going
1: back to her dressing
3: room? Because during the last intermission, I received a note from her requesting my attendance. Oh, what did the note say? Well, it seems that the lady is not too popular with certain members of the opera company. Uh, while I've no wish to become entangled in any opera clash temperaments, I, I confess I find myself not a little interested in meeting the lady. Shh. She's going to sing an encore. <laughs> Going back to her dressing. Room. Certainly, my dear fellow. A summons from Gina <laughs> Barcasey is no more to be disobeyed than a royal command.
4: I must ask you, gentlemen, not to stand outside La Barcese's dressing room. We permit no strangers, particularly foreigners. But the signora has requested our presence. Uh, May I ask who you are? Permit me to introduce myself, gentlemen. I am Armando Bellini, Inspector of Police. My name is Holmes, Sherlock Holmes, and this is my friend, Dr. Watson. Sherlock Holmes. Ah, but this is a great honor. (laughs) Allow me to apologize. Here in the Opera House, we have to be so careful, you understand, uh, of intrigues. There are so many. The Senor Holmes and his friend. I am so happy to meet you both. At headquarters, I hear wonderful reports of your work in the Cardinal Tosca affair.
3: I should prefer not to mention that unfortunate matter, Inspector, except under conditions of extreme privacy. Oh,
4: quite so. And behind the scenes of the opera is not the most secluded place. Uh, please to forgive me. You are waiting to see La Varchese? Yes. Well, she is still on the stage. She has requested your presence, you say, Senor um, Holmes? Yes,
3: I trust the meeting is to be a social, not a professional one. We're sailing for England in a couple of days.
4: And you came to hear the great Varchese singer before you left? Most understandable. A magnificent voice, Inspector. Mm, yes, Doctor. And still, well, I am a devout opera lover myself. Yet I cannot help but feel it's a future lies with those who can add a youth and beauty <laughs> to a great voice. Ah,
3: That's true. True, Signor. But
4: where can you find such a combination? I have found it. Here in the opera there is a girl. She is my protege. Some day I hope she will be my wife. At the moment she is only understudying La Varchese. If she should ever get the opportunity of singing in her place, then a new star will be born. Oh, really? What's her name? Lisa Bordoni. She has but recently come to Rome from Milano, where she was studied with the great Alfiera. Confidentially, I think that Labarchesi is so jealous of her that... Oh, here is Lisa now. And that is her brother with her. Uh, Lisa Caramia, please uh, to join us. By George, what a beautiful girl.
2: What is it, Armando?
4: Uh, Permit me to present uh, the famous English detective, Senior Sherlock Holmes, and his friend, Dr.
5: Watts. How do you do? How do you do, young lady?
2: Glad to meet you both. This is my brother, Wally.
5: How do do you do? do? I certainly feel that I know a lot about you two gentlemen. No, I can't tell you how many times I've read your stories, Dr. Watson. Indeed, sir. I'm very flattered. Lisa Caramia,
4: uh, we were just saying that in youth and beauty, combined with the voice, lies our future hope in the opera. Your day will come, Lisa Mia. Your day will come soon.
2: I hope you're right, Armando. But as long as I understudy Gina Valchese, I don't see when I'll get my chance. (laughs) (laughs) She's disgustingly healthy. (laughs) If
4: you'll pardon
3: my saying, so, young lady. Though your name is Bordoni, you and your brother don't sound in the least Italian.
5: We're not, Mr. Holmes. We're American. But to succeed in Italian opera, my sister has found that an Italian name is essential. So the Borden family became the Bordoni.
2: In in any case, my real name is Lizzie Borden. I'm sure you, Mr. Holmes, as a famous detective, (laughs) will see that I had to change my name. Yes, I
1: can well understand. Uh, Who was Lizzie Borden? Well, my
3: dear fellow, one of the greatest and uh, most successful of murderesses who wielded an axe with incredible dexterity, I've often regretted that I was in Tibet instead of America at the time of that particular case.
4: <laughs> Senor Holmes, I do not understand you Anglo-Saxons. To me, a murderess is a murderer. Now, when you speak of a greatness in women, I feel... Oh, but here comes Gina Valcayze now. I-, I will introduce
2: you. How oh, many times, but I tell you, a lot. no one to stand outside my dressing room. Send them away, La Valcayze is
4: the time. But you wish to see, Senor Sherlock Holmes, said the famous detective.
2: He has come here in answer
4: to your request. Please, permit me to present him and also his friend, Dr. Watts. How do you do, Senor? I'm greatly honored to meet you, Señora Varchese. And now,
3: perhaps, if we may come into your dressing room and confer privately. There,
2: Tito. What would La Arcasi have to say to a detective? A minion of the police as Vero. Go away, all of you.
3: <laughs> <laughs> well, what do you think of that? She slammed the door in my face. Uh, waiter. Uh, si, senor. Uh, bring me some more coffee, please. Si, senor. Ah, uh, the very pleasant dining here on the Hotel Terrace, I must confess. Uh,
1: very. Amazingly warm, considering yesterday's snow.
3: Yes, it is. Uh, later I suggest we pay another visit to the opera, and here, yeah, about Casey's seeing
1: and Rigoletto. On my soul, Holmes, it seems to me that you're astonishingly casual after the way that woman insulted you last night, <laughs> slamming the door in your face as if you were a tradesman. <laughs> Shock
3: What would you have me do, my dear chap? Force my way into her into room, demand an apology? Or have my friend challenge her to a duel in order to avenge my honor?
1: Oh, don't try to be funny, Holmes. You know perfectly well what I mean. The lady asks you to come and see her, and when you do, she pretends she's never heard of you. And here it is nearly 24 hours later, and you've done absolutely nothing about it.
3: <laughs> oh, dear old Watson. You're really quite upset over the affair, aren't you? Well, if it'll make you any happier, let me tell you, uh, I have done something about it. Mm, I'm
1: delighted to hear it. What?
3: This morning I was able to obtain a specimen of Alvares's handwriting from an autographed picture in the possession of Inspector Bellini. I compared the writing with that on the note and I uh, that I received in the box last night. It was uh, it was the same, proving that the message I received was authentic. Oh, in that case, why did she snub you like that? Well, something was to frighten her, I suppose. Something or someone who was standing at the dressing room door with us. Well, who was there? Inspector Bellini, Lisa Bordoni and her brother. Precisely, my dear fellow. Therefore, we may assume that La Valchese had no wish to recognize me in their presence. But if you think that, Holmes, why haven't you been in touch with her today?
1: She may be in some dreadful danger. Oh, if she is...
3: She can find me easily enough. Meanwhile, I'm perfectly happy to be left alone. The last few weeks have been sufficiently strenuous without becoming involved in some fresh case.
1: On oh, my soul, Holmes, you must be tired. I've never known you to be so indifferent to a case. Great Scott. Oh, what is it, Watson? Look. Walking towards us. It's Signora Valchese herself. Oh, and judging from the lady's
3: expression, she seems to be in some distress. Good evening, Signora.
2: Signora, I must speak Please to you. Please sit
3: down, won't you? This is my colleague, Dr. Watson. How do you <laughs> do. do?
2: First, I must apologize for my behavior last night. It would have been dangerous if La Casey had acknowledged that she had to communicate with you.
1: That's just what my friend assumed, uh, madam. Please speak
3: quite freely now, Signora. Uh, no one can overhear us.
2: Signor Holmes, I am being persecuted. My life is in danger. You must save me. You've been threatened. Si, si, Signora. And now today tragedy has struck. My sister, my beloved Bella, uh-huh. lies near death from a murderous attack. An attack that was immense for me. Good Lord. What happened, madam? If you will please to keep quiet and little Oliver lover speak, will will learn what happened. Oh, I, I, I,
1: I'm so sorry, madam. I,
2: this the morning. This the morning, I always myself take my dog for a walk. But this the morning, I feel the trace of a cold. I ask my sister to take the dog for a walk. Please do understand that my sister is very much like me in appearance. Yes, I
3: understand, signora. Now, please continue.
2: She walk alone in the park. From nowhere. A horseman come gallop and ride her down. These are much I learn from the traces in the snow when I worry and go to find her.
3: Was she able to tell you who the horseman was?
2: No, she cannot speak, Signor. They say at the hospital that her skull is a fracture, that she may not live, Signor Holmes. That attack—it was meant for me. You must protect
3: me, Signora. I shall do everything in my no.
2: power. to no, 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 no! What's wrong, madam? Somewhere there is a cat. I know it! Make it go away! I can't,
1: there's ten guns, they drive
3: me mad! No, no, no! Oh, make it go away, please! I can't sense them without even a thing now! Shoot, shoot,
2: run away, shoot, shoot! Oh, no, I, I better, can't, better, see one. <laughs> uh, it must be your imagination. Ira, yeah, I am sorry to make such a scene, but I Cannot tell you what it do to me. It, uh, it may sound a foolish no, no. weakness. No, no,
3: not at all, Signora. Such a condition is quite common. In fact, I believe medical science has given it a name. It's known as Ilorophobia. Oh,
2: whatever it is called. It makes me ill. I must go to my room. I, I cannot stand much more. But, my poor sister.
3: I imagine with your sister at death door, Signora, you will not sing tonight.
2: Signor Holmes. I love her very much. But even a sister is only a sister. My art is my life. In an hour, signor, I sing Gilda in a Rigoletto. You will attend the performance. And afterward, you will tell a la Valchesi how she may trap this devil who seek to destroy her.
1: It's after 9.30. We've missed quite a lot of the opera. It's hardly
3: worth going to our box now. Just just been time to hear La Valchese sing the incomparable Caronome. Come on, old fellow. Let's slip in as quietly as we can. It
1: seems to me we should have been in our box from the beginning of the performance. She asked you to keep an eye on her, you That's know.
3: true, old chap. But it occurred to me that an attack on her during the performance was unlikely and that our time might be more profitably spent making inquiries at the writing academy.
1: But you drew a blank. We found no trace of that mysterious writer.
3: No, but at least we tried. Here we are. Let's stand at the back of the theater for a few minutes. Great well, Scott. That isn't casey singing. It's the understudy. I believe, he's protégé, the American girl, Lisa Bordone. What a beautiful voice. I'm like one, but with a beautiful, wonderful range. Look here, yeah, we, we've no time to listen to her now. We must go to the Varkese's dressing room at once. We know she left to the theater tonight with the intention of singing. I'm very much afraid there's devil's work afoot, Watson.
1: Why on earth doesn't she answer? Shh.
3: Listen. There are cats inside our dressing room. Come on, Watson. Locked. Put your shoulder to it. Come on, help me. Watson, come
1: on. Once more. Come on, again. Now.
3: Watson, here. Ah. Great Scotch! she's unconscious, Watson. See what you can do for her. She must have fainted with fright. Yes, Some fiend knowing her deadly fear of cats has locked her in here with half a dozen of them.
2: Shoot, shoot, off me. Of shoot.
3: Her eyes are opening, Holmes. She's coming, too. Signora Varchese. Her lips are moving. She's trying to speak. Signora Varchese. Tell me, who did this to you? Great heavens! uh, Her voice is gone. I've known many vicious crimes in my lifetime, Watson. But to murder a voice, a voice that was one of the treasures of the world, is as vile a killing as I've ever encountered.
0: Dr. Watson will tell you the rest of his story in just a few seconds. And right now would be a wonderful time to try a glass of Petri California Port. In the evening after dinner, well, any time you're taking things easy, is the perfect time for Petri Port. Petri Port is a rich red wine, the kind of wine you like to sip slowly, so you won't miss a drop of its truly fine flavor. I'm not kidding when I say you owe it to yourself and your family to try Petri Port. In fact, you should try Petri Port and Petri Muscatel. So don't buy one, buy two. Buy both port and muscatel. Just be sure you get Petri, because Petri wine is always good wine. Well, Dr. Watson so the great opera singer lost her voice when someone locked in a room full of cats, huh? Uh, what did you and Sherlock Holmes do?
1: We took Signor Valchese back to her hotel
0: at once and saw that she was properly taken care of. How did the understudy uh, Lisa Bordoni make out, Doctor? Well,
1: The tragedy that overtook Lark Valchesi gave her her great chance. She received a tremendous ovation at the close of the performance, and it seemed certain that another star had been born. But let me tell you the story just as it happened, Mr. Bartell. A little later that night, Holmes and I were once again standing on the balcony of our hotel, watching a crowd of people that had assembled in the courtroom. You see that crowd, Watson? Yes, I suppose they've come here to acclaim the new star. No, 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 my one. dear
3: fellow, that crowd isn't planning a celebration. Look at them and listen to their angry murmuring. I'm afraid there's going to be trouble. I don't like the look of it.
1: Hello. Here comes Lisa
5: Bordoni's brother, Wally. What's wrong, sir? Mr. Holmes. Mr. Holmes, you've got to do something. What's happened? Well, somehow the story about the cats in La Valchese's dressing room has spread. The crowd outside are saying that my sister, Lisa, planned the whole thing so that she could sing Valchese's part in the opera tonight. Where's your sister now? In a room at the hotel here. I managed to get her away from the crowd, and I locked her in. But that mob, I'm frightened.
3: Ah, here comes the official representative of law and order, Inspector Bellini.
5: Wally. Wally, where is Lisa? I was just telling Mr. Holmes that I'd locked her in a room.
3: Well, that crowd's in a dangerous mood, Bellini. What precautions are you taking? I have thrown a cordon of police around the hotel.
4: The mob is getting out of our hand, and Lisa must be protected. As a matter of fact, the situation is even worse than the crowd knows. I have just been told that Lavarquez's twin sister, Bella, died in the hospital tonight. That adds a murder charge. If the crowd knew about that, i tremble to think what might happen. Did you say that, uh... La Valchese's sister was a twin, Inspector? See, si, Senor Holmes. She was a, her exact double in everything but voice. Indeed, how very illuminating. If
3: you don't mind, I should like to have a few words in private with my friend, Dr. Watson. Excuse us for a moment, please.
1: Oh, what do you make of it, Holmes? What are you, old chap? Well, the American girl seemed very charming and all that, but she might have done it. It had to be either her, her brother, or the Inspector himself. They all had a motive for wanting La Valchese to lose her voice. But I must say, I can't understand the motive behind the murder of her twin sister.
3: I think I can give you the answer to that question in a very few minutes. But meanwhile, the mob gets uglier and uglier. The only way to avert violence, Watson, is to give them quick proof and a certainty of conviction. I must go back to Bellini and the young American, I want to keep an eye on them. Meanwhile, I want you to slip out and, uh, get me a cat.
1: Cat? What uh, for?
3: You'll find out soon enough.
1: Well, what kind of a cat?
3: Oh, any kind but Hurry!
6: Come on
1: kitty There's a good kitty Here,
6: here Here What you do in a hotel kitchen, senor? Oh, you want to play with my cat? Oh, is he your cat? Charming little fellow
1: Uh, I'd like to borrow him for a little while Uh, Why you
6: want to borrow my cat? Oh, I thought I'd take him up to my hotel room And have a little game with him Uh, I've got some old socks he can play with Deal The English, they are a crazy race My cat does not like to play with the old socks Look here Here's fifty lira for you. Oh, no, no, no. I tell you, my cat does not like to play with old socks. My cat will stay here, and you can keep it, your mother.
4: I'll give you a hundred lira.
6: Oh, so, that, that you may stuff my cat full of old socks? No, no. Give me back my cat. Oh, that give place is with you. You'll get it back later. You stop him! Stop him! The crazy Englishman is stealing my cat! Stop him! <laughs>
1: the cat for you, Holmes, but I wish you'd tell me what we're doing outside Valcase's door with it. I'm going to try an experiment. You open her bedroom
3: door softly. So. Slip the cat in. So. And close the door.
1: Holmes. Man, what the blazes you think you're doing? You'll drive her mad. I think not. Listen.
3: and Watch through the keyhole if you can.
1: Holmes, her voice It's come back Yes, I thought it might I can see her through the keyhole She's picking the cat up by the scruff of its neck She's walking toward the balcony
3: Yes, and towards the crowd down below An excellent opportunity for a public confession Come on Stella
2: What do you want?
3: I charge you with the murder of your sister The great singer Casey.
4: It was a magnificent, senor Holmes, a magnificent. The way you forced her to confess on the balcony in a full side of the market.
5: And so you saved Lisa. I can't thank you enough, Mr. Holmes.
2: Nor can I. Though I still don't see how you guessed. She looked so much like her sister that she fooled even me, her understanding.
3: Yes, it was an extremely cunning plot, Miss Bodoni. The real Varchese sent me that note last night. When I met her at the dressing room door, she denied having sent for me because the three of you were there. I suppose, that she suspect, the one of us. Oh, yes, obviously. And later, no doubt, she told her twin sister, Bella, about having sent me the message and also announced her intention of coming to see me. Bella saw her opportunity, murdered La Valchese, assumed her identity, and to give added realism to her role, followed through with her sister's plan by coming to see me
5: today. But I still don't understand this business, Mr. Holmes. Why did the twin sister lock herself in her dressing room and fill it with cats? What did it accomplish?
2: It gave me the chance to sing.
3: (laughs) Yes, that's true. Which is why Watson felt certain the criminal must be you, your brother, or Signor Bellini. But you see, the episode with the cats accomplished one other thing. It made it plausible that the great Valchese should never sing again.
1: To whose advantage would that be? An imposter, of course. In the person of a twin sister who could not sing and who must surely envy her sister's great wealth.
3: Exactly, wisdom. my dear fellow. As soon as I knew they were twin sisters in everything but voice, it became more than a possibility... It became probability, but it had to be tested. That's why I sent for the cat, Watson. When the sister, thinking herself unobserved, exhibited no terror for cats, well, it became a certainty.
1: For my soul, Holmes, this is as fantastic a plot as ever we've met. A diabolical plan, Watson.
3: And I'm only thankful, Miss Bordoni, that we were able to expose it before the crowd reached you tonight.
2: I don't know what I can ever do to repay you, Mr. Holmes.
3: Oh, that won't be hard, my dear. A box of cotton garden for your London debut would be, uh, well, an ample repayment. And from what I hear of your reception in Rigoletto tonight, I shan't have to wait very long for that reward, eh?
2: It's a promise, Mr. Thank you. Holmes. Come in. Oh, excuse
6: me, please. All over the hotel I look up for my cat. I say to myself... There he is! He's stealing my cat. Inspector Bellino, you arrest him. He tried to bribe me, and then he ran away with my cat and fill him full of old English socks. Oh, does she feel... Oh,
0: <laughs> Doctor, I'd sure like to have a picture of you running away with that fellow's cat under your arm. <laughs> you, a cat-stealer. you not a bit funny, Mr. Bartow. <laughs> Believe me, it was most embarrassing. I know, but it was all for a good cause, and I think you were splendid about the whole thing. Uh, incidentally, how'd you happen to look for a cat in
1: a hotel kitchen? Oh, there's usually one round the back door of a kitchen. Haven't you ever wandered uh, well,
0: uh, backstage in a hotel?
1: Fascinating.
0: Oh, of course I have, but, uh, I've never been in a hotel kitchen.
1: Then where were you?
0: In the wine cellar. I should have known. Yes, doctor, I like to look at bottles of Petri wine, because when I see a Petri wine, I know I'm looking at a good wine. And Petri wine is good because of the Petri family. The Petri family first started making fine wine before the beginning of this century, generations ago. Since then, winemaking has been their heritage, handed on down from father to son. So you can take it for granted that the Petri family really knows how to turn luscious, sun-ripened grapes into clear, fragrant, delicious wine. And you can take it for granted, too, that the name Petri on a bottle of wine is more than a, a trademark. It's a personal assurance of the Petri family that every drop of wine in that bottle is good wine. You just can't go wrong with Petri wine because Petri took time to bring you good wine. Well, Dr. Watson, what story are you planning to tell us next week?
1: Next week, Mr. Bartell, I'm going to tell you a strange adventure that Holmes and I had many, many years ago. It concerns a young girl, the mutilation of her doll and the tragedy that overtook a certain wise woman from the mountains. (laughs)
0: Tonight's Sherlock Holmes adventure was written by Dennis Green and Anthony Boucher and was suggested by an incident in the Sir Arthur Conan Doyle story, The Adventure of Black Peter. Music is by Dean Fossler. Mr. Rathbone appears through the courtesy of Metro-Goldwyn-Mayer and tonight, Dr. Watson was played by Mr. Eric Snowden who substituted for Mr. Nigel Bruce. Mr. Bruce is scheduled to return to the program next week.